Welcome to today's podcast. Today we have an update on 179D for A&E. I'm Scott Duda, a partner in our Raleigh market. I lead our professional services industry, and with me today is Ron Wainwright, a partner in our credits and accounting methods group. Welcome, Ron, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Scott. Look forward to our conversation. So, Ron, I've got uh, what I think is the million or maybe trillion dollar question, but in our prior podcast on 179D, we talked about the infrastructure bill and its implications to A&E firms. Can you give us an update on where we stand on the passage of the infrastructure bill as well as the budget resolution? Well, Scott, as you said, that is a multi-trillion dollar question that uh, we all as tax practitioners and, and CPAs as well as taxpayers are awaiting to see what ultimately happens in, in D.C. Uh, what I will do is give you an update on, on where I think we see uh, prior to year end, not only the infrastructure bill, uh, but also what's referred to as, as budget resolution. Um, we know the debt ceiling was a very important aspect of the negotiations in Washington, D.C., and that was ultimately kicked down the uh, road until December 3rd. So uh, through that, um, the thought process was we will see some passage of infrastructure as well as budget resolution uh, prior to uh, the end of October um, or even November, excuse me, November, um, and then, you know, December 3rd, we'll, we'll have some tax legislation. Um, I think what the reality is, is Senator Manchin just recently came out and said he does not believe that uh, anything can be done on the House or Senate side and his negotiations as a Democrat across his uh, party. Uh, so I think where we stand is we know the infrastructure bill will occur. We know the uh, tax legislation or budget resolution will occur. Um, the expectation is probably an early to uh, middle of December timetable, but instead of the three and a half trillion dollar package as it's referred to on budget resolution, it'll likely be somewhere between 1.5 trillion, maybe up to 1.8 trillion. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're all anxiously awaiting it. And as you said, it is a multiple trillion dollar question. Absolutely. So there are a lot of changes uh, in that budget resolution. Um, one of them that we're watching closely is that energy efficiency deduction, the 179D deduction. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the tax planning opportunities that that creates for A&E firms? Uh, so, yes, this is something we from a industry A&E perspective that you lead is, is something we're very, very much focused on. Uh, within the budget resolution, there are 13 key uh, policy energy or green energy provisions of which 179 cap D is one of the more substantive ones. Um, as we all know, uh, an A&E firm has the ability through uh, designing energy efficiency uh, work in three components of a, of a building, uh, predominantly in the mechanical and the lighting and the shell of the building, to really receive uh, through a transfer a, a phantom tax deduction uh, up to a maximum of $1.80 per square foot. Uh, that's 60 cents per element of the uh, the shell, the mechanical, and the lighting to the extent it, it meets uh, various energy efficiency standards. Um, what has been called for, and it is uh, in a bipartisan SIP support, is that 60 cents per square foot um, or $1.80 will move to a dollar per square foot, and therefore uh, an architectural and engineering firm uh, 
for that design work beginning January 1 of 22, we'll see the ability to transfer gross square footage times $3 a square foot as a phantom tax deduction to help them minimize their tax liability. So, uh, you know, very much a, a critical provision uh, along the 13 uh, policy pillars of the green or the new green economy. So, Ron, in exchange for that 60 cents a square foot increase to $1.80 or a dollar a square foot, do, is there any increase in the energy efficiency standards? So are they raising the bar that you've got to cross in order to get that deduction? That's an excellent question. And, and this is actually one of the misnomers is that uh, with respect to the proposed legislation, still proposed, we would expect to see it, in, as I mentioned, in in the early to middle of December, uh, where we are currently is 179 Camp D is permitted in the statute at the dollar eighty uh, a square foot, based on what's referred to as the ASTRA 90.1-2007 standard. Uh, so for A&E firms, uh, you know that you are designing energy efficiency uh, standards and systems uh, significantly higher than the, the 90.1-2007 standard. Interestingly enough, they actually decreased. They did not increase, but they are decreasing uh, the energy efficiency standard. To qualify currently for the 60 cents per square foot or $1.80, you must uh, meet certain standards at greater than 50%, greater than 50% of the 90.1-2007 standard. In the proposed legislation, that 50% moves to only 30%. And the ASHRA standard does not change effective January 1 of 22. So instead of increasing, they actually decrease the energy efficiency standard while simultaneously uh, giving A&E firms the benefit of the $1.80 up to $3 a square foot. So significant planning opportunity when we think about increase in tax rates that are expected across um, really all taxpayers. Uh, but they uh, increase the phantom deduction and decrease the energy efficiency standard from 50 to 30 percent. So excellent question. So it's possible that a firm might have looked at this in 2019 or 2020 and felt that the hurdle was too high. And then uh, in 2022, it may be that it's something that they could absolutely uh, qualify for if they revisit that. Is, is that a fair statement? Absolutely correct, Scott. Um, yes, what is intentional in the uh, the 13 policy um, pillars, as they're referred to in the, in the green economy, was one to increase the ability for an, a, an E firm and others uh, to deduct uh, underneath the energy efficiency standard, but they lowered the bar. And so uh, what we want to make sure for our clients and prospective clients is that they're evaluating that right now from a, a year-end and future work perspective. So to your point, uh, you may not have qualified given the greater than 50% standard uh, through December 31st of 21, but in 22, 50 goes to 30%, dollar 80 goes to $3 a square foot. So just a significant uh, tax planning opportunity for A&E firms uh, across the horizon that they need to begin to evaluate now. Great. So, you know, we all had thought the infrastructure and the budget resolution would be uh, complete by now. Uh, you mentioned the prospective timing looking out towards the middle of December. 
What should our A&E firms be thinking about now? How can they be planning uh, to take advantage of this proposed substantial increase of 179D? Well, I think it's incumbent on all uh, taxpayers as you go towards your in planning, specifically in the A&E, is look at all of the projects that you're currently designing or that you have designed and that will be being placed in service in the 2022 year. Because remember, uh, tax legislation or the budget resolution is effective January 1 of 22. You need to be evaluating those projects uh, in the candidly 19, 20, 21 years that are going to be placed in service, only you know, constructed and, and built and then placed in service in 2022, and recognize uh, the ability that uh, you can capture that benefit as that building is placed in service, uh, because then it would qualify underneath, in theory, the potential legislation. So it's very important to be looking in 1920, 21, as you commented, Scott, and Specifically, then, as you get involved in the year 21 projects, look across 23 and 24 so that you're doing very proactive tax planning. And you know that even though there's an increased rate structure that's pending as well, that you can begin to plan cash flow. And, of course, this is all coupled with the growth that we expect to see in the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. So really a lot of work to be done in year in planning 421, but more importantly, 22, 23, 24, given your pipeline and what you're currently uh, designing, because those buildings ultimately be placed in service in that 22 through 25 timetable. And this is scheduled to be a permanent provision. Uh, so really a lot of opportunity out there around currently evaluating and taking advantage on a prospective basis this benefit. Okay, great update, Ron. There's so much in flux these days, and this is really a significant planning opportunity. We appreciate everyone listening today. Our contact information is included with the information on the podcast. Please let us know if you have any questions. And as always, we appreciate the opportunity to be your guide forward.